What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. It's John Wilner at Wilner Hotline uh, for all things Pac-12 and, and college basketball. You can read them in the San Jose Mercury News. What's going on, John? How are you, man? Happy tourney season. Yes, indeed. How are you guys? We're doing pretty well, man. How, uh, how many turn- or how many uh, brackets have you filled out since uh, since close of business yesterday? Uh, just, you know, I just did one because uh, I don't want to inflict more pain on myself. <laughs> I'm a masochist. I like to get a few in, you know. It's tough, man. It, 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 and the teams, I think, are the best bets are often out in the first round. I had Kentucky last year. Shout out the Peacocks. I don't remember yep. them much. Yeah. Well, do you, do you remember that it was a, it was National Peacock Day or something the day they lost to them? I don't. I don't pay attention. No, to the come days. on, man. National. Like you can't, you can't go against things. the Peacocks on National Peacock. It's national day. That's plastic garbage bag day tomorrow. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Don't bet against them. So who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's the number one you see as uh, as as most vulnerable this year, John? Bill Self is coaching. Then I would probably pick Purdue as the most vulnerable of the ones, right? I mean, they got that seven foot four kid who's really good, but I I think that they're they're a little suspect elsewhere. And I would pick them. I, I think Alabama and Houston are both really good. Uh, Houston, to me, you know, they've got everything. They can win it. I know they're the betting favorite, uh, which is also something we can talk about. The fact the team from the American Conference is the betting favorite. Uh, and I think Kansas is real good, too. So I would pick Purdue as the, as the team that could lose first weekend of the one. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen. Yeah, the only thing uh, we got to see how Sasser is, and I don't think they're going to need him the first weekend, but they'll probably need him uh, going forward. But they're tough as hell. I mean, that yes. is a that's a team that you just envision playing on gravel courts and double rims and chain nets and just uh, they just have a an anger about them. The way they play, they get after you. They hit the boards. They're just relentless on the uh, boards. Uh, I agree with you, though, John, because trust me, when I was watching the bracket yesterday, all I was saying for Arizona was just stay out of Houston's bracket. Just stay out of Houston's yeah. bracket. Because <laughs> Arizona that was, uh, is not that was like – that last year. Oh, well, that was – that. that's what I, I – I just described Houston. Uh, Arizona was super skilled. They were the team that grew up playing indoors the the, the whole time. <laughs> playing in the gym. Yeah, right. Nice nets, nice leather basketballs, and just Houston is just tough to to match up against. Well, speaking of Arizona, uh, what do you think of the the pack? I mean, you still in Arizona being the number two, uh, that that seemed right. It seemed right, and I think they both have a chance. 
Uh, what do you think about their chances and, and what could be each of, each of their downfalls? Well, I mean, to me, the downfall for Arizona would be not being tough enough. And, uh, you know, we've both seen that uh, from them this year and past year. So it's second half of these games, especially the second weekend, those are rock fights. And I don't know, you know, I don't think West Coast teams in general are necessarily as equipped for those type of games. But to me, that's that's the big thing. Is Arizona going to be tough enough? Are the guards going to be able to defend and make shots? Because uh, they've been pretty erratic this season. UCLA is built for a rock fight, but you know they're also without the best defensive player in the country, who's Jalen Clark, who's out with an mm-hmm. Achilles. Uh, so I and I wonder about them being able to score. You know, they're not always easy on uh, easy and efficient on offense, right? I think that the Amari Bailey's that freshman is really athletic. I think he's going to have to really play well for UCLA, but to be able to advance deep. I agree with you on both accounts. I, I think Henderson and Ramey will be big for Arizona. When they're hitting shots, they're really tough to beat because they get up and down and they score a lot. Uh, UCLA is built, as you say, for rock fights, but they can hit those lulls where they don't score for like 10 minutes. They score like yep. four points, and if the other team hit a, hit some threes in that span, uh, then they could find themselves down Double digits. What'd you make of uh, of USC getting in and Arizona State? Uh, I'm guessing that 60 footer against Arizona probably uh, helped propel them into the into the, into the 11th spot, which which I hurts a it, it hurts a little bit. I gotta say. I'm sure. Sure. I thought about you when I saw that thing go leave his hand, and I thought as soon as he left his hand, like boy, that looks good. Uh, <laughs> you know, the thing part of Arizona State situation, though, kind of pulls the curtain back a little bit on the process. One 60-foot shot really helped them. And mm-hmm. it, so it tells you, you know, that it's not it, – it, there's a lot of subjectivity to it, right? Because uh, that doesn't mean Arizona's any, Arizona State's any better or worse than they were if, if it climbed off the rim. So I, I like ASU, actually. I, I think that, you know, they won a lot of games away from home. Uh, they won in Arizona. They beat Creighton. Uh, they beat VCU. They beat Michigan. You know, they if they shoot well, they could they can win a game. I don't know if they can win two. TCU would be tough, but they can win a game for sure. And SC's the same thing. Their guards are good, but if they don't shoot it well, they don't have much else. And you got to play Michigan State. You know what kind of game that's going to be? Every you know every possession is going to be like a steel cage match. So uh, I think both teams you know could win a game, but not much more than that. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen. Talking to John Wilner on the UMA guest line. Uh, what do you think of St. Mary's path here? They're in the uh, in the West bracket. It's cool too that Gonzaga gets the three, St. Mary's gets the five. Only way they would meet again is if they got to the uh, to the West Regional Final. But uh, what do you think of their path ahead? Obviously, a couple of wins would pit them against Kansas potentially. Yeah, they've got a tough road. You know, partly too. You know, they're very good defensively, but but you know they they are not a great offensive team in terms of the efficiency metrics. 
I, you know, VCU's good. Uh, they just won the Atlantic 10 tournament. UConn is really good. Iona with Rick Pitino. And then to the next, the, the other side there, Kansas, Arkansas. I think St. Mary's got placed in the worst spot. Like, if you're a, if you're a uh, you know, what's their seed? What are they, a five? They're a five, yeah. They would be. They would have been better off with any of the other five spots, in my opinion, to get out of the first weekend. They got the roughest one. And we're going to try to uh, to reconnect here with uh, with John Wilner. Uh, he was a little bit fuzzy there on that. Said, "Yeah, I'm with him. I mean, I, I love the spot that they're in because it's a fun talent wise bracket. But they may have one of the toughest paths forward because they come out of that five game against VCU. They immediately get the winner of." Uh, of uh, uh, UConn and Iona, which either game would be be competitive. And then if you get to the Sweet 16, you're facing likely Kansas, which obviously going to be a challenge. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, VCU is really athletic. Watch them play yesterday. Can yeah. press you, try to speed you up. They hit a bunch of shots yeah. this weekend. Uh, didn't hit them in the first half against Dayton, but other than that, they were on fire. But St. Mary's does a great job of controlling pace, and 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 they played teams that that aren't maybe that athletic, but like to play with that type of pace. So I believe we we hooked up with John Wilner. You there, John? I am here. Sorry about that. Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, Gonzaga this year, a, a team that not many people are talking about. They've been a little bit under the radar, which is different from years gone by but offensively they're dynamite i mean they they can score their guards aren't as good as they have been uh but i'm wondering about their chances this year i mean you have timmy who's been there forever so he has the experience of being in the in these tournament games few has been there i'm wondering if they're due for uh, uh not due for a run they've had a run before they just haven't won the whole thing but they might be a team that people forget about that may, uh, I don't know, they'll sneak up on people, but may find themselves in the Elite Eight. They might. I mean, they've got to go through UCLA in the Sweet 16, so it's a, you know, it would be a rematch of that epic game two years ago yep. in the Final Four. I don't know. I, to me, their guards remind me of the years that Gonzaga gets upset in the second round. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I just I don't think that they are – that elite on the perimeter, and uh, you know, I'm just not sure teams that are based on a big man and produce in this category too, right? Teams yep. that are based on a big man, I don't know how they do in the tournament because it's it's such a guard game when you get to the NCAA's. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, uh, before I let you go, John, what's the latest on uh, the Pac-12 as far as football? SMU, San Diego State. Uh, what do you think they're looking at? And if it happens, when do you think it could happen? I think uh, it has to happen in the next two or three weeks. I think if it doesn't, then there's going to be some real questions about the stability of the conference long term. Uh, but you know, I do think that there's a pretty good chance that they would add two teams to replace USC and UCLA. SMU gets you into Texas. San Diego State gives you a presence in Southern California. And the bottom line is, you can play more games if you got 12 teams, and every game is worth money. So I think a lot of the decision is based on just pure inventory for games, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, they get more money. They can play every Friday night, every Saturday night uh, if they've got 12 teams, and those are harder things to do if you're only at 10. So my guess is that they will add both schools when it push comes to shove. Wow. Uh, all right, let me ask you this, since no one will remember it 10 years from now. But in 10 years from now, will there be a Pac-10 uh, or Pac-12 as constituted? 
I doubt it. I would bet against. I think that we're going to see, so the Big Ten's TV contract that they just signed with USC and UCLA, that expires in 2030. And I think what's going to happen in 2030 is that the Big Ten is going to go to 20 or 24 teams, add some West Coast schools, maybe some East Coast schools. The SEC is going to go to 24 teams, and then there's going to be a third conference that's got like 24 or something like that. It's like the Big the Big 12 plus some leftovers from the Pac-10, some leftovers from Pac-12, leftovers from the ACC. So you have three leagues, basically, three super leagues. And that's just the way things are headed in college football because TV money is dictating everything. And uh, it's unfortunate and it, you know, regional rivalries are what makes college football great. And we're going to end up, I think, losing those, unfortunately, in another 10, 12 years. Boy, that would be wild. Hey, John, as always, we appreciate the, uh, the conversation and the time. Enjoy the tourney, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, John. Thanks a lot. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.